The Gucci Girl, Prada Professional, Coach Queen, or Target Trendsetter. No matter how you describe her, she's the most powerful consumer in the country. WebmasterRadio.fm presents Purse Strings. Join marketing to women expert Maria Ritan, principal at Top Sale Strategies, as she chats with those in the know so that your business can grow. Now please welcome our host of Purse Strings, Maria Ritan. Good afternoon and welcome to Purse Strings. I'm Maria Retan. Thanks so much for joining me today. You can catch Purse Strings right here every Tuesday at 3 o'clock Eastern Time. Each and every week, you'll learn how you and your company can corner the market on the most powerful consumer in the country. The 51% of us who control more than 80% of all the spending. The woman. Well, first up, an article by Chuck Martin at Media Post talking about smartphones and whether uh, smartphones will continue to be the main hub for smart homes. So there's a new study out by GFK. They do a ton of studies, and they found that 89% of consumers see the smartphone as the controller of home products and services. That's up pretty dramatically over 2015. Um, this was a study of some 1,000 consumers. Um, smart homes are well behind, excuse me, smart speakers are well behind smartphones among the devices, which is interesting because we've been talking before about these smart speakers and how they've kind of taken over our lives well apparently according to consumers they're not as they're there's not as influential um, the key devices for controlling the smart home again are smartphones personal computers tablets voice enabled digital home assistants like alexa smart tvs and wearables um, so I think it could be the fact that people are just more comfortable with smartphones and therefore they're using it more often. And especially because millennials and Gen Z, they rely on their smartphones for everything, pretty much everything. So therefore it's become the hub for their lives, much less hub for their smart home. Uh, 68% of consumers they, say they want to connect and service their smart home products themselves and have a seamless integration uh, with smart speakers like Alexa and Google Home. Uh, 35% of consumers cited, however, that personal privacy was a concern among digital home assistants, and that might be a reason that smartphones continues to be the leader. Anyway, pretty interesting. We'll see this change, I'm sure, as people become more comfortable with those smart enablers that we have out there. Well, my first profile today is a gym bag goddess. This is a woman who's very fitness oriented, sees health and wellness as a duty for herself and her family. She participates in sporting events, goes to the gym. She's married with kids with a middle income of about 62000 This woman is adventurous and active and energetic. She does things on the spur of the moment. She has a keen sense of adventure and she does work out three times a week. She is interested in fashion and gets information from fashion magazines. Um, she will switch up the fashions on a seasonal basis, um, and she likes to experiment, she says, although price does influence what she ends up purchasing. She looks for special offers, and she will shop different stores for prices. Uh, she considers herself to be very ethical, focused on recycling, and she supports companies that also act ethically, and she volunteers a lot of her time. So how can you connect with this particular woman? Well, she is reading uh, publications like Cosmo, Self, Parenting, Shape. She's watching E, Travel Channel, Nickelodeon, because she has those children, HGTV, TLC. And she's online a lot at Amazon, like everybody is, and eBay as well. 
Um, so my guest today knows a lot, probably about this gym bag goddess, but also about the people that influenced her. Ishveen Anand is the CEO and founder of Open Sponsorship, which is the largest marketplace connecting brands to athletes. And she has clients like Birchbox, Vita Coco, and Hint Water. She's focused on targeting women in a unique, unique way using sports, whether those um, are female athletes who are recent mothers or maybe male athletes who have a large female following. It is a quite a brilliant business model, and I'm thrilled to have Ishveen on today to talk about how she can make the perfect match between those athlete influencers and brands. So stick around. Purse Strings returns in just a moment. Purse Strings will be right back after a word from our advertisers. Are you looking for the best in WordPress speed, security, and scalability? WP Engine is a digital experience platform for WordPress, powering digital experiences for large brands around the world. With easy-to-use site management tools and powerful do-it-your-way development features, WP Engine gives you the flexibility to build it your way. Improve your SEO and conversion rates with a faster site on WP Engine. Learn more on WPEngine.com. The Web Marketing Association is now accepting entries for the 2018 International Web Award Competition. Web Marketing Award winners receive an image plaque, certificate of achievement, higher visibility for your company, valuable feedback from our expert judges, and links to your site from the highly ranked Web Award site. Visit www.webaward.org to nominate your company, site, or organization. Deadline for entries is May 31st, 2018. Go to www.webaward.org and sign up today. WebmasterRadio.fm is the destination for education, entertainment, and engagement. Engage with our panel of on-air experts and peers by following us on Facebook, Google+, Twitter, and LinkedIn. You can listen to WebmasterRadio.fm on air or on demand from our website or through iTunes, Stitcher, or however you get your podcasts. Interact and stay informed. Just search for WebmasterRadio.fm. Her Strings is back with the inside track on today's women. Once again, here's Maria Ritan. Welcome back to Purse Strings. My guest today is Ishveen Anand, CEO and founder of Open Sponsorship, the largest marketplace connecting brands to athletes and with clients such as Birchbox, Vita Coco, and Hint Water. Uh, they work with brands looking to target women in a unique way using sports, whether that be female athletes or male athletes. And this is not a topic that I've actually explored previously in all my 10 years doing purse strings. So I'm really thrilled to have Ishveen on to have this conversation today. Welcome to the show. Oh, thanks very much for having me, Tracy. Uh, sorry, Maria. Yes, I'm, yeah, I'm thrilled to have you. So tell us a little bit about open sponsorship. How long you've been connecting brands with athletes and, and really, you know, maybe how your business model is different than, say, utilizing a talent agency or another conduit to make that marketing connection. Yeah, absolutely. So we have been around about three years. I was previously a sports agent, so kind of very different from the world that we're talking about, you know, doing um, deals between the likes of Nike or Bridgestone with big sports teams. And about three years ago, I had this um, almost epiphany that 
there are so many more athletes out there than just the LeBron James or the, the most famous guys that you see in your TV commercials. And no one's really helping to connect these athletes to the brands and companies who may want to work with them. And influencer marketing, I'm sure you're very familiar with, was on the rise. And I thought, why is no one uh, making these connections between these amazing athletes and these smaller, more niche brands, um, particularly for digital and social media campaigns. And so that's what we set out to do with Open Sponsorship, which is, as you said now, the largest marketplace connecting brands to athletes. And you can think of it a bit like a match.com for the sponsorship world. And so what's really unique about what we do and, and why it's been really interesting, especially in, in the female space is, we go out to brands who are not really thinking about athletes, um, haven't done much in the space before. And so let's take a, um, you know, a brand that's focused on new mothers. And we'll say, hey, you know, obviously you work with mommy bloggers and, you know, your traditional channels, but why don't you think about working with an athlete? And maybe that's an, a male athlete whose wife is recently given birth, but maybe it's a female athlete, um, you know, as big as a Serena Williams, but it could be as small as a, a marathon runner who's just given birth and, you know, they have their own challenges about how to get back in shape and how to get back to their running profession. And, and what we do is kind of create these unique stories around the brands and the athletes and help make those connections. Mm, very, very cool. So you are really going after brands that are going or targeting women specifically and maybe they're to your point not traditional they wouldn't normally have been thinking about doing some type of sports sponsorship correct did i hear that correctly that's kind of your niche market if you will yeah so we actually so we target um everyone male female kind of the pet industry um kind of you name it however obviously as a female ceo um and uh kind of previously having been within the sports world, a big passion point of mine is to make these more connections among women. And so I'd say 20% mm. of our athlete database is female, which is, it's still small because it's only 20%, but it's a lot bigger than if you look at a traditional agency and the makeup that they have. And on our site, I'd say about 40% of our campaigns have a element of focusing on females, which is just outstanding compared to the industry as mm -hmm. it was. Oh, for sure. Absolutely. And I know you say you have some 2,000 athletes on your roster, even, even more potentially. How, you know, so you talk it's like match.com. So how does that really, how does that really work? How do you make that perfect match? You don't have to give away any state secrets, <laughs> of course. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. So what's interesting is if you think about kind of recruitment um, or even dating previously, there was always like, there was there was always one person who was more in power and so and it was very traditional so what would happen is let's say you're a recruiter you're an employer you'd go to a headhunter they would approach someone and it was very inefficient and um you know there were probably the best matches weren't happening and then platforms came along like linkedin or indeed.com where there was full visibility where employees could see um what jobs were available and employers could have a full view of like here are resumes from all of the people across the world who are interested who may be interested in your job and so we took a similar approach where we get our brands for the first time ever to build a campaign similar to a job posting on our site. 
So it could be, you know, in that example, um, hey, we're a new um, pram company and we're looking for um, athletes who've recently had a child to promote our products. We're offering a couple of hundred dollars and a free pram in exchange for an Instagram story or a testimonial or a video. And so by having that on our site, our 3,500 plus athletes and agents can look through these campaigns and say, okay, this is great for me, that's great for me, and they actually apply. Mm. And so how we're making these matches is by actually giving the power to both of our users to take the initiative to say why they're a good match for each other. I love that. That's so brilliant. So how so how did you come up with this epiphany? I mean, you said you've been in sports agency, but did you just in the middle of the night one night say, "Hey, wait a minute. What if what if we did it this way?" Like how did you come to this great idea? Yeah, it's really interesting. So I was doing a lot of work um, for a number of my clients, and it was actually in Colombia, in South America. And they would say to me, you know, we're looking for opportunities to spend money there within sports marketing. And every time that I needed to find out a new bit of information, I'd have to get on a plane, get a translator, go meet these teams, meet these agents, feed back to the brand. And it was so inefficient. And um, But it, it's okay because that's what happens in business. And then on a personal level, though, I was using Airbnb and I was using all of these amazing um, marketplaces to make my life easier. And it's so interesting that, you know, as an individual, you'll go to whatever extreme ways you can to make your life easier to save a few dollars. But when it comes to business, you you just do what's kind of expected and it doesn't matter if it's inefficient. And I just thought, why is there not a better way for, you know, these brands uh, to find out what's available? So if I am, let's talk about, I'm launching a new um, beauty brand, if I did want to, let's say it's got a healthy component, if I did want to work with an athlete because I think that might resonate, I would literally have to call up agents. I'd probably give up halfway through. And mm-hmm. so, you know, my epiphany was like, why is it so difficult if you are interested in working with an athlete or a sports team or a sports event, why is it so difficult to get in touch and to find out transparent pricing and to find out what benefits they could help me with? Um, why would I have to know someone who knows someone, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, and I can say doing sponsorships myself and being uh, the conduit for clients who are seeking these types of relationships, it would make my job a lot easier, Janine. So thank you so much for being out there. Uh, yeah. For people in my profession, it's huge. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we we already know and we get a lot of requests that, you know, why are you so focused on sports? And sports is 70% of sponsorship, and that's our background. But um, later this year, we plan to launch into music because music artists have um, equally as big a problem, if not more, um, celebrity chefs, and then, you know, celebrities like yourself. So it really, I mean, the sponsorship problem is it kind of goes much bigger than sports, but that's where we're focused mm-hmm. initially. I love it. I love that you're going to expand into different industries because, yes, I could see this application being successful almost in any industry. But to your point about athletes um, and brands wanting to connect with athletes, do you feel like athletes are one of the biggest influencers out there? And if so, why? Why are they so influential? Yeah, it's such a great question. Um, So the reason... So sports is 
I mean, it is the nation's favorite pastime. I think it's like 66% of millennials say that they're a sports fan and they consume so much sports kind of year round. And so what we love about working with athletes is that um, versus kind of other influencers, they've made a, they're famous because of something that they've been working and striving to all of their life. And so it's a lot bigger than just, you know, a, a video went viral and I became famous. Um, there's so much mm-hmm. kind of guts and there's so much story behind that. Um, you probably don't realize often that, you know, that gymnast who's now an Olympic gold medalist, like how much she gave up to to be in that position where, and it, it's kind of uncool when you're young to be so focused on one thing and to kind of drop out of classes and to not be able to, to drink and go to parties. And so there's so much kind of grit, determination and passion. And so when these stories come out, that they're especially amazing. And then the other part of that is that um, for young people or even for parents who are, you know, with kids, a lot of times these niche sports like triathlon, field hockey, soccer, running, a lot of kids are coming up through the system and they hope to get scholarships in those sports or they, you know, or they compete in those sports and maybe they're not going to go on to be professional themselves, but they look towards these stars at that level um, and really idolize them, but for the right reasons. And so both as a, you know, as a fan of sports, athletes are really important but also for the young generation who you know for these role they want good role models athletes are those role models as well uh-huh yes all good all good points which leads me to my next question you know i know women make up more than half of nfl fans they're growing fan bases for hockey baseball and many many other sports so do you see the opportunity then of women being maybe even more influenced by athletes because they have this, you know, this built-in fan fandom of sports in general? Or do you feel like, you know, you don't necessarily need to be a sports fan to appreciate the grit story that you just described that athletes bring to the table? Yeah, really good question. So I think you definitely do not need to be a sports fan. Like I, uh, to to appreciate so I was watching um, a TV commercial recently for a beer company and they were telling a story about an, an MMA athlete who you know come through that grit story and it was a great story and I remember the beer company and I, I definitely have a bit more affinity towards that beer company because of that TV commercial and I'm not an MMA fan at all I know very little about MMA and so I think the stories themselves are so powerful I think the reason why it really helps that you can point to the numbers that you know like you said that over half the the NFL fan base is female and actually a lot of the money that gets spent on merchandise within the NFL is powered by women the reason that's important is because that means that actually when a athlete promotes something on social media there's a higher chance that that is being seen by female a female audience as well and so that's really really important because what we're saying therefore is that it's not just the tv commercial that's going to get seen but it's even what the athlete puts out on their own social media which i'd say is about 80 percent of what we do that's being seen by females as well as males mm-hmm Right. That makes a ton of sense. Um, We're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, I would love for you to share maybe a case study, maybe a client uh, that you've made this match for and kind of how that worked for them. So stick around. More from Ishneen Anand, CEO and founder of Open Sponsorship, when Purse Strings returns after the break. 
Her Strings will be right back after a word from our advertisers. AM Days 2018 comes to Las Vegas, May 16th and 17th. Register now at amdays.com. Make the most of your performance marketing with help from some of the most iconic brands, including Microsoft, Capital One, Uber, Backcountry, and many more. AM Days 2018 brings together a powerhouse of industry leaders and dealmakers to network and share insights on the latest practices and cutting-edge updates in performance marketing and more. Make plans to be in Las Vegas for our landmark 10th event. AM Days 2018 Las Vegas, May 16th and 17th. Webmaster Radio listeners can save 20% on two-day and combo passes using promo code WMR20. Register now at amdays.com. Do you look at the task of ranking your site at the top of the search engines like you would climbing the top of Mount Everest? It doesn't have to be. TopSEOs.com knows how hard that climb can be, and they can make top ranking a reality. Top SEOs send you to only the right search vendors and agencies that they know will work for you. Since 2002, TopSEOs.com has reviewed and researched the best search engine marketing agencies and solutions providers. Don't risk the cost of falling off the proverbial peak of search rankings. Let Top SEOs give you peace of mind. TopSEOs.com, the independent authority on search vendors. All of your favorite WebmasterRadio.fm programs on air and on demand 24-7. Find our shows on iHeartRadio, iTunes, Stitcher, and anywhere you download your podcasts. Add some podcasts to your playlist as part of a better profit margin. More refreshing talk radio on air and on demand 24-7. Only on WebmasterRadio.fm. We're everywhere. Her Strings is back with the inside track on today's women. Once again, here's Maria Rutan. Welcome back. I've been chatting today with Ishveen Anad, CEO and founder of Open Sponsorship, the largest marketplace connecting brands to athletes. And as Ishveen kind of described it, it's the match.com for sponsorships. And we've been talking about the power of athletes influence um and especially with women and the women's growing fan base among sports but the fact that you don't have to be a fan of sports to really appreciate what athlete influencers bring to the table and i know you work with a lot of different brands as Sheen, but i'm wondering if there's a case study that you'd like to share that kind of uh highlights the best of of what open sponsorship is about yeah, absolutely. So um, there are so many, and you know, I would encourage you to kind of go on Open Sponsorship. We have a case studies page. Um, but one that's kind of top of mind at the moment is we're working with a company called Sinks. And so they're a, a razor company, but they're, you know, you take them on the go. And I'm sure um, you've had this problem, I definitely have, where you realize kind of you're, uh, you're outside and you realize like, oh shit, there's a patch on my um, on my leg or something else and there's no way to kind of correct it, obviously. And so they put up a campaign on our platform looking for athletes for who this was relevant to. And, you know, why did they pick athletes for this? I mean, they could, this applies to all women. But for them, 
um, what resonated was that athletes are actually on the go even more than your average person. I mean, if you think about female golfers, they spend over half the year in different countries and often you forget your razor and it's actually not that easy to just run to a convenience store. Um, so they really believe that actually athletes on the go, um, athletes who care about innovation, technology and, and healthy living would be a, a great ambassador. And so they were offering a little bit of money and some free products to um, look for athletes who resonated with this story. And so it's a three-in-one portable razor and it lets you show why you're on the go. And the they got all these amazing applications around um, various athletes. I mean, triathletes, track and field, golfers, field hockey, um, sports that you, you know you may not even think about exist or would be really relevant. But people with good following, so you know, they had a triathlete um, athlete called Ashley Paulson who has like thirty-four thousand followers, really good engagement, and she pitched them and she was like, "This would be perfect for me. I'm always shaving on the go." Um, if I jump out of the pool from a hard workout or the right before, heaven forbid I miss a spot. And so those are the kind of connections that we're creating. And, you know, we're not talking in the thousands of dollars. We're talking a couple of hundred where if an athlete applies, you know that they're applying because they love your product and they actually want to work with you and promote your your products to their fan base and the other bit of this what's really amazing is when the athlete does post and says like hey check out this new product often you'll see comments come in like that's really cool where do you buy it does it really work and we really see that athletes engage with their fan base and their followers to say like yeah it works and you should definitely check it out and this is my favorite color and um xyz and so we really see the passion from the start to the end of the deal I love it. That's so great. Thank you for sharing that. And, you know, one of the things that I noticed, I mean, you talked about your database um, having a large number of female athletes, but but there are a, lot, a, a large number of male athletes out there. I'm curious, as you look at doing this match between brands and athletes, do you feel that it matters if it's a male athlete or a female athlete? I guess it depends on the overall campaign, but... Um, I'm curious your thoughts on that and if there's a certain type of male athlete that perhaps does better with female consumers. Yeah, I think it's been really interesting because, you know, 80% of our athlete date space is male. Um, and so what we found works quite well is incorporating other halves. A lot of times when you're thinking about products, there's a big element which is gifting right and so let's say it's a female product um which is cool obviously the core audience is females but there is a good element which is when you need males to buy something even whether it's around mother's day or valentine's day or birthdays or whatever it may be and that's on the other side as well when you think about male products um whether it's grooming fragrance um, anything like that, alcohol, a big part of your um, consumer base is females. And so it, it's not right to, at any point in time, discount the other gender that your that your product's not for. And so what we really like is we had this wine company that we were working with, Wink.com, they're a subscription wine service, and they were looking for athletes, you know, gender neutral. They were like, we're looking for athletes who drink wine um, and would be interested in kind of working with us on a branded campaign. 
and they got a number of NFL athletes who were who were like, you know, I love drinking wine with my wife, my significant other. I think this would be a great thing for us to share. Like the idea being is that we have your wine around dinner and we photograph that. And so that idea of including both sides, so as a male athlete, to include your other half, I think is really powerful. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. It makes it so much more personal, right? It really takes them into more of that personal space, which I think especially resonates with women. Um, so, you know, for people listening today who may be thinking, hey, this could be really cool, I want to check it out, what advice would you give them uh, about considering an athlete relationship and whether it's right for them? Yeah, I think the main thing about working with athletes or any celebrities is that if you're going to spend huge money, you know, and you're going to work with LeBron James and create a TV commercial, fine. You can hire an agency and there's not, you don't need to think about it too much. You spend your money and, and it'll work. But when you do stuff with us, which is fairly grassroots, so, you know, I'm talking about, Tracy Little, who's on the Canadian Olympic team, that not everyone's heard of. She's got a decent following. They're loyal. But, you know, it's not like you could walk down the street and be like, we work with this person and everyone's going to know about it. There's a lot more effort that needs to be put in and there's a lot more um, maybe thought that needs to go into working with these people to really amplify and get the results. And by that, I mean, if you start working with an athlete and they're not universally famous, um, you need to amplify it yourself. So let's say you work with an athlete, they produce like some really interesting social media content for you. Let's talk about the Razor Company. Now what else do you need to do? If you expect to sit back and just get ROI and get sales, it probably isn't going to work. You're going to have to include that in your next newsletter to your customers and say, hey guys, like check out this Olympic swimmer or this super cool triathlete who's using our products and here's a story about why she's cool. And then you mm-hmm. probably want to put a quote from that athlete on your homepage. And so, you know, usually you have testimonials and it's like Sarah and Jenny. Now you could put her name, but also say like Olympic swimmer, which looks cool. You could write yourself an article on, um, you know, on a blog post on Medium or on LinkedIn as to why you decided to use athletes and why you think they resonate. And so there's a lot more that you can do to amplify that message over and above just kind of paying the athlete to promote your product. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think there's a lot of really cool marketing things that can be done on your, on from paid, owned, shared, and earned, you know, from all of those perspectives that could really go a long way in amplifying the relationship and getting the relationship in front of a, a myriad of eyeballs, right? Because if you're going to do that kind of investment, you really want to be able to leverage, leverage it as best as possible. Um, for yeah. those people who may be listening today who are interested in contacting you, would you recommend that they go to opensponsorship.com, Ishveen? Yeah, absolutely. Um, check out the website. You can also email me. It's just ishveen at opensponsorship.com. Um, we do a lot of education around this is obviously very new to a lot of people especially in in the kind of female space and so we do do a lot of education as to like why it would work for your brand would it actually work for you guys kind of some ideas around that um and we're really keen to just talk to to new and exciting products and companies 
Well, thank you so much for being on the show today to share your very unique approach to um, sports influencers and connecting them with brands. It's been a brilliant idea, and I really appreciate you taking the time. Thank you so much, Maria. It's been awesome talking to you. Thanks to George as well. And join me right here for another edition of Purse Strings next Tuesday at 3 o'clock Eastern Time. Until then, make it a great one. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited.